0: Welcome to episode 36 of season 2, where I speak to experts to help navigate the post-divorce journey. Today's topic is about education as we begin new school year 2023. This becomes very relevant discussion. Today's guest is Sari Goodman. She has been helping parents of young children with their parenting challenges and sharing in their successes and joys for many years as a teacher, school principal, and now a full-time certified parent educator and coach. She herself is also a parent of two kids, joining us from Los Angeles, California. Some of the things we are covering today are common classroom themes, strategies for avoiding judgment, celebrating little wins, navigating the complexities of parenthood in the age of social media. Sari's story is filled with wisdom and guidance that every parent can benefit from. Thank you for reviewing, downloading, and subscribing to our podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you. Now be the messenger of hope and share this episode with one of your friends. Enjoy this conversation with Sari. If you'd like to suggest a future topic for the podcast, please fill out feedback form located in episode notes. Something exciting happened as a result of this podcast on December 9, 2022. Soul Parent Book, Inspirational Wisdom and Guidance on Navigating Life as a Single Parent was born. This is a collection of the most inspiring and powerful stories from wonderful guests over the last 33 months in my podcast, Single Parent Success Stories. Stories of accomplishments, challenges, and breakthroughs of single parents as well as experts to help navigate the post-divorce journey. When I started my podcast, my goal was to create a guide to single parents by sharing inspiring stories that remind us there is light at the end of the tunnel. Nothing is lost. It's an opportunity for a rebirth and reinventing of yourself. It's an opportunity to look at life and become conscious of where you are headed and an invitation to create a life by design if you like to get a copy of the book please follow links in the episode notes all proceeds are going to the kinship charity welcome to single parent success stories i am your host irina shehovtsov and i am on a mission to empower broken-hearted women to break the chains of the past and move forward boldly into the future single parent success stories was created to inspire single parents out there who are struggling to help them realize what is possible hello and welcome to single parent success stories today's guest is sari goodman coming to us from los angeles california is a mom of two. She also has been helping parents of young children with their parenting challenges and sharing in their successes and joys for many years as a teacher, school principal, and now a full-time certified parent educator and coach. She basically helps parents who want their children to grow to be good humans without feeling weighed down by worry and guilt. Welcome,
1: Sari. It is a pleasure to have you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to be able to help parents feel strong and and confident. Yeah,
0: thank you. Thank you. So please share with us, who is Sari in your own words?
1: Well, let's see. Sari is a person who's always wanted to be a teacher forever and ever. My parents told me that even when I was a toddler, I would play school and I would be the teacher. Um, And then to my younger siblings, um, frustration, I was their teacher. (laughs) Um, And then I did, I became a teacher, I became a teacher of uh, children with special needs, focusing on children on the autism spectrum. And I did that and I wanted to expand my reach. So I became a school administrator and I did that for many, many years. And as the years went by, I found myself working more and more with parents more than with students and teachers, parents had questions and didn't really know who to ask. And um, through all my experience with kids and adults, and um, I taught at a call at the at the college level also. Um, I had a lot of experience with adults. And so I started counseling parents, not as a counselor, but as a resource for them when they had questions. I can't get my child to do homework. My child has tantrums. My child won't brush their teeth. My child's afraid of the dark. You know, those kinds of really um, intense questions that are not simple with simple answers. And so I said, gee, I have all this training for teaching and educating. Um, I need more training to really make sure that I'm helping parents in the right way. So I went back to school, got certified as a parent educator and coach, and I'm using all that knowledge and decided that there's just a, a need for parents to have somebody to call up and ask a question. It's not therapy. Um, teachers don't have the time anymore everybody's stressed so who do you go to and so now people can come to me that's why I'm here I want to share more share more with more parents the more parents I can share with the better in my opinion
0: awesome I love that thank you for providing such a valuable service and uh, being that outlet for parents when they are seeking answers what makes you happy
1: What I'll tell you, um, spending time outside with friends and family makes me the happiest. I like to hike. I belong to a hiking group, a bunch of women. We go traveling and we hike. So that's really wonderful. And read every moment. Sometimes I feel guilty, right? I want to sit and read. And then I'm thinking, well, I have to do laundry and I have to do this and I have to do that. And I have to try to make myself feel not guilty for sitting down with a book.
0: Oh, speaking of books, what's your favorite book?
1: Wow. The last one that I read that was um, really great was The Midnight Library. Mm -hmm. And um, I can't tell what it's about because it's going to give it away. But I really like mysteries a lot. So The Midnight Library and then The the Paris Apartment is a really great mystery if you like mysteries. Mm -hmm. Sounds (laughs)
0: Sounds interesting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> awesome. What would you
1: say is your superpower? Um my superpower is being able to um I guess I like um I'm, I'm the people I consider myself the people whisperer where I can see the big picture when especially when I'm going into houses, that's what I do. I go into homes and I observe and I see the big picture. And I have an innate understanding in it. I I think it came from my training in going into classrooms where I was helping teachers, and they would say, I'm having these issues and this is a problem. And I could walk into a classroom and with a very few minutes I could see the big picture and say, okay here's what you, here's what's happening here's what's really happening and here's what you need to do because I think when people are in the middle of raising children teaching students you're so focused on what you're doing that it's really hard to see the bigger picture of what's going on and you need someone like a, me like a fly on the wall that can say okay I'm seeing the big picture and let's let, let's make these adjustments so that's that's me
0: and what were some of the, like, do you see common themes by, you know, when you say, I see a big picture in classrooms that you go to?
1: Yes. Uh, when I went to classrooms, uh, a lot of times it was the teacher um, missing the antecedent, what happened before, you know, your, t- your attention would be drawn to a misbehavior or Um, or a misunderstanding or a child not understanding what's being taught um, and, or a child getting frustrated. And that's what you would see, but you didn't notice what came before because you were so busy with all the children here. You know, you have 30, at least in the classroom, it's really hard to notice. And so I would say, this is what's happening. You're not noticing it because for obvious reasons. Um, and, And this is what's happening. The, Child, um, you know, perhaps is too far back in the classroom and needs to be more forward. Um, The child, we have a tendency um, when we teach to not look at the child directly in front of us. Sometimes we, we sit the child who needs a little extra help in the very front, right in front of us. And actually we look over that child. You don't realize it. But you look over them. you look to the side and you look to the back and and so oftentimes we the child that needs the most help is right there, and we inadvertently overlook. So I'll wow, say, so this child needs to move to the side. Those kinds of things. Um, I do that at homes too. sometimes the environment just needs to be changed. Um you know, you might your child might have a ton of stuffed animals and then have trouble sleeping and I say you know there's just too many things on that bed. <laughs> Let's change that environment. Right? And because you get used to seeing things the way they are and I think you know it's like if I have a pile or I have a mess in my house I don't I tend not to see it anymore it's been there so long but someone else walking in will obviously see it and the same thing happens when I go to people's houses is they might not notice that there's 50 stuffed animals on a bed because they just don't see them anymore they've been there so long and i'm going wow there's a lot of stuff on that bed let's move them
0: so you provide a fresh set of eyes on this yes a fresh set of eyes exactly kind of looking like what's going on here yeah from an observer from somebody who is not there all the time get a different perspective on things so yes awesome awesome yeah. Um, earlier when we were talking, we focused, we talked about, um, what are some of the tactics that you can share that parents can use to keep them from feeling
1: judged? Yeah, I, th- I think that's a, a big stressor for parents is, um, am I being a good parent and how do I know if I'm being a good parent and it causes a lot of stress. And I think that, um, I felt that way as a parent when my kids were younger. Also, is uh, what's our assessment? Who's judging us? Well, uh, our children are judging us, you know, (laughs) by their reactions. But where are we getting our information from? And we get our information from what we think other people are thinking about our parenting. You know, my child is crying. My child's having a meltdown. What are other people going to think of me? And and it's really very stressful. And when you're stressed, it's really hard to parent a stressed child, right? It's stress upon stress. and But it's naturally inhuman. We, we make judgments all the time. We make judgments on models and dress and um, in, in the media. It's very much a part of who we are as humans. And so it's hard to combat that feeling of being judged. But if we can avoid it or mitigate it, then we're not as stressed as parents and we have more bandwidth. And so one of the things to think about is um, really acknowledging that maybe they're not judging you. You might be thinking people are judging you, but maybe they're not. And I find that people are so focused on themselves, especially when when you're with children, you're focused on yourself and your children. Really? Do they have the time to actually judge you? (laughs) maybe not maybe you're overthinking and people really aren't judging you and so that's one strategy is when you're feeling judged is maybe i'm really not feeling judged maybe i'm just fine thank you very much you're so right yeah
0: yeah i think we are our own uh, worst judge and yes executioner and performer all wrapped into one yeah to act out our uh, imaginative things and we would penalize ourselves worse than we would like when when a friend needs comforting what kind of language would we use and how, how would we speak to that person versus how we speak to ourselves and uh, you know judging ourselves for no reason right be your
1: own friend
0: yeah having uh, and i guess it goes back to how you were growing up and like let's say there are a certain set of parameters what a good parent is and you're constantly kind of measuring what am i doing versus what my parents did and how you felt during the process and like i'm not measuring up to the standard
1: right and and where did that standard come from i don't know you know parenting being a pa- people say well we've been being parents for millennia and you know what's the big deal we can parent 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 but it's actually much harder parent today than ever before the pressures there's just more um and and it is different and it is harder and that's one of the reasons why my favorite strategy is to find your people to really find your village and find people with similar values find your find the people who get you and create be be very intentional about creating that friendship group and where and these are people who um who will let you vent over and over again even if it's about the same thing because you know when you vent even about the same thing it's it's a way of solving problems it's a way of creating solutions it's a way of building strategies and it's just a way of relieving stress and then it should be back and forth you give that to your people who are in your group you do the same thing I think as parents you know uh, if a child is doing something and, and and we're worried about it your your village will allow you to talk about it over and over and over again and not say oh I keep hearing this well you know what it's a journey and children just don't snap out of it Right, we have, and when we talk about it over and over, it's one way of developing different kinds of strategies. Hmm, I never thought of it that way, and to be the reflection. So you really want to not only find your own village and find your own people who get you, but you also want to give back to those and be be available to others to be their village also. So oh, true,
0: it's. Uh goes back to say who you surround yourself with and uh, getting that support that you don't have to be there on your own. There are people going through the same things as you are and uh, having the comfort and having that uh, confidence that you can share and maybe gain um, some kind of uh, explanation or results or a tool to try as you navigate this uh, journey of parenting. Right, right.
1: Um, and, and if you're feeling lonely and alone, and I think um, a lot of parents do feel alone in the in the journey, and I think that's what feels stressful. I think this idea that I might be judged, so I'm not going to say anything, so I'm going to pretend like everything is fine, um, is like the opposite of trying to find your group. And that's what I think some people are doing is they're not sharing as readily, as maybe they would have in a in a less judge in a less judgmental feel of an environment in a less stressful environment. You know, people are talking about where their children are going to go to college when they're in kindergarten. Um, uh, I belong to a mommy group on Facebook, and one of the mommies said I need a tutor for my kindergartner, and I just really felt so bad that it. People are feeling that their kindergartners need tutoring, right? Kindergartners need uh, to go outside and play.
0: (laughs) I think we're trying to speed up uh, of of the concern that you want them prepared for the future and you want to speed up the learning curve and (laughs) right. And that's how stress their childhood
1: correct and how stressful is that because it doesn't work that way right that's not how kids work
0: yes yeah you're so right so yeah. what is what is another uh, a trick or tool to try so the parents the to keep parents from feeling judged
1: well one of the things is a sneaky one and that is um to hand out a lot of compliments to other parents and to teachers And, oh, I noticed your child did the cutest thing. Or, um, uh, oh, my child talked about that lesson. It must have been a lot of fun. Uh, I think my child learned a lot. Um, And and noticing just other people. And you'd be surprised that sometimes it's almost like, a what? (laughs) I just don't think that we're supportive enough of people. And what happens when you compliment people is they start seeing where they can compliment you. And then it becomes a much more positive, less judgmental, because instead of looking for what's wrong with people, oh, I would never do that. You know, my child, I would never let my child do that. You hear that a ton, right? But if you're giving compliments, um, wow, your child was so kind. I just saw Um, I used to do that often as a school principal. When I saw children doing something great, I would call the parent because I didn't want to be that principal that only called when there was a problem. And I remember distinctly one other child sat down and tied a a younger child's shoes, just just did it. And I called the parent and I said, wow, this was so wonderful. And, And we have to notice the good. And that's the opposite of being judged, right? When you're judged, you're noticing the bad or the critical, you're being critical. But if we're complimenting, we're noticing the good. And that makes everyone feel better. And people start feeling more positive about you as a parent. Wow, that's just a really nice person. They must be doing something right. And it just switches it. That's why I say it's kind of sneaky.
0: I like that. Because oral oral life. Uh, we are focusing on the negative uh, yeah even when we are in grade school uh the teachers and they correct the paper they use a lot of red ink and yes always focusing on mistakes the things that went wrong and yep. you know, work on your weaknesses but the good things we skip them we don't focus on them we kind of i, I take them for granted and and then uh, i called as a g- generic memory if i ask you like do you remember something amazing we have very difficult time recalling the positive memory but we have a negative memory that we can kind of divulge in very detail because of how you know constantly so i love that uh, tip you know complimenting uh, others and looking for things that are working and you know saying those things because oftentimes we
1: stay quiet so awesome point yeah we stay quiet don't you you see that Um, If we're ultra critical about ourselves and then we're ultra critical about other people, then we're raising children to be ultra critical of themselves. And I remember one child that, hi, how are you? What do you like about school? Well, I'm not good in math. I I didn't ask that. (laughs) And wow, a young children's already saying what they're not good at. Well, something's wrong here, right? Yes, yes. that's probably, so that's my, my favorite
0: one ingrainment also like in, at home probably if you know you're not getting the guy the high grade and math, like you constantly be oh you're not good at it you're not good at it you're not good right at it. guess what's right. happening you're programming the young child brain with those negatives n- disempowering right. thoughts when uh, you know and then the child say oh parents say i'm not good at it so why why should i bother trying
1: Exactly, that happens. I'm just gonna
0: be who you want me to be. I'm yes. not be good
1: at math. My- yeah, there you go. I'm not good at math. Done. <laughs> Done. So, I know, and 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 that's what I like is to just really encourage people to be much more positive. Like surrounding your people, uh, um, surrounding yourself with people who get you, handing out compliments enjoying your children, seeing the little wins. I think that parents have different gauges as what's, what's a success and what's not a success and different for different children's. It's different. So a child who, um, might, um, brush their teeth for the first time on their own, that's a huge win. And you might tell somebody who's not in your doesn't get you and is not there and they'll say well what's the big deal my child's been doing that for two years well that was my little win and i'm gonna keep it so it doesn't matter and that's you you have to look at all your little wins
0: totally totally and you gotta start young because the older you get you're just gonna take things for granted and uh, we always wait for a big breakthrough before we celebrate the little tiny steps, but those are important because we kind of give a little endorphin and a little um, meaning to our brain. Like why are we doing certain thing by celebrating those tiny little micro steps on a journey.
1: <laughs> so Really, exactly. That's the that's the those are the little foundations, and that really teaches children and adults you know, the you don't make the big progress without the little tiny steps and the little tiny wins. The, those big things are based on all the small things that came before. We have to recognize them for ourselves. If we recognize those kinds of things, like, wow, my child is doing that. My child just said thank you without me reminding them. That's always a good shocker. Thanks, mom. I was like, I didn't remind them. That's a that's a sure win.
0: <laughs> awesome! Yes, totally, totally agree with you. And what is what is another uh, tactic for parents that they can use
1: f- from feeling judged? Um, I think also I think I, I call it recognize the cover up. There's a cover up going on. Um, other parents are struggling, just like you, just like me. I struggled, they struggle, but they're covering it up. They're showing how everything is right. Um, they, they'll they brag about uh, their children's successes um, and leave off the struggles. Um, they'll s- uh, say things like, oh, uh, that never happens to me, or I would never let my child do that. That kind of thing. That's a cover up because the fact is, is that parenting is hard. I came at this. I I was already a teacher when I had my first child and I thought, oh, you know, I got this down. I have training. And guess what? (laughs) It was really hard. And yeah, I had some training, but oh my gosh, nothing trained me to be a mom of an infant. I just didn't have that training and I didn't have the training that went along with it. And the fact is, is that we're all beginners and we keep being beginners because our children are one of a kind. There's no book on them even though there's a lot of parenting books out there, there's no book on that child. And every time they grow and they get to another stage, we're beginners all over again. And we think we're supposed to be experts at our children all the time. And we're not. So yeah, we make mistakes and we do trial and error. Hopefully we have a lot of tools on our toolbox. That's where I come in, give you lots of options. Uh, But we're still beginners and everyone is. And, and people are just covering up that struggle and making it sound like, "Oh, yeah, parenting, no big deal. i'm I'm I got this. I don't think so. I think it's a cover up.
0: I think you're right. And as parents, we wear so many different uh, masks, how we are with children versus how we are with others. and yeah, we don't want to talk about the challenges. We want to make it appear that everything is working but you're so right that we are such beginners. No matter how many books you read before you become a parent, it's actually, I feel it's like learning on the job. You learn as you go along. It doesn't matter what you read because it does not apply because you have this specific situation. And maybe it was working for the person who wrote the book, but you, with your experiences, your emotions and your your approach to life, you're going to figure it out. What is your your way of being a parent and uh, by, you know, doing all those things. And uh, we're always beginners because we're always learning uh, on the spiral of life uh, about ourselves, about the world and about our children. And I think our children are, are greater teachers as they show us yes. uh, different uh, aspects of how we could be better. Yeah, um, how We could be doing uh, things mm-hmm. in a different way. So Awesome, awesome points yeah what advice would you give uh, for single parents i know you are not a single parent yourself but
1: no i'm not a single parent i have worked with a lot of single parents and worked with this um you know where children are going back and forth between homes or single parent who's doesn't have the the child is in, in the in one home i think single parents um Feel judged more and uh, than two parent families. Um, and I don't think it's right. I think that um, sometimes there's you know, the, you know how how do each parent get the right information? and you're dealing with parenting maybe two different parenting styles in two different homes. So it's very difficult. There's all these extra difficulties and stressors. Um, so my advice would be, for sure, get your village and the people who get you. And um, and don't be afraid to reach out to a parent coach who can just be that extra person in your village that gives you the, the tools and the strategies. And understand, um, in one of the struggles I deal with often is where a child is going back and forth between homes with different parenting strategies and the worry that what will happen. And I and I analyze it to analogize it to a classroom where a child will have maybe two or three different teachers who run their classroom very differently. And the child adjusts every time they walk into the different classrooms. And that's what happens also. Children are just, children are great, they're strong, they get it. And I think we can trust our children a lot and that will relieve our stress. I think if we give over some trust and confidence in our children, then we know that 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 we don't have to be so worried all the time that they're going to be really great. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Those are great, great tools. Uh, what do you think is the most important trait to instill in a child?
1: I think... Uh, The most important trait is empathy, Um, but I have to caution people that young children don't have empathy. They're very um, focused on themselves developmentally, the young ones. It's all about me, and that's how they are, but we demonstrate empathy. I know how you're feeling. I know you're upset right now. Um, do you see how your friend is upset or you hit your brother and look how upset. And so we teach that kind of, um, seeing, uh, how our behavior affects others and how, uh, and to start to read emotions because then we raise children who are empathetic and who give back to the world.
0: Thank you. I, I love those examples. Know how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. teaching teaching that uh, the kids yes um is there anything i
1: haven't asked that you would like to share um i think that um parents i well i guess i'll repeat myself is that parenting is harder now in in our contemporary times than it was before um, part of it is social media, and not because our kids are on social media, because we're on social media. Nobody posts the pictures of their kids crying. They post perfect family pictures. And that has a lot to do with our expectations for how we must be perfect, and that's that it's just not realistic. Um, and I think that's part of the pressure that we put on ourselves as parents. Um that wasn't necessarily there before. Um, I think that there's just a lot more pressure. What does success mean for children? What, you know, do you have to go to Harvard to be considered a success or, um, or can you be a, um, a just a, a, just a giving person? Can that be success, right? Can you be a loving person? Can that be success? And so I think our, our, our society is dictating what success is and we're going along and trying to reach that success and maybe that's not the right kind of success. maybe that's not a match for our children.
0: You're right because we we think success is that external thing that uh, defined by somebody else but I think success is has to come from inside. what do you consider successful and doesn't have too much? society's way of success right define your
1: own what works in your specific case right right and so then to not be afraid to uh to reach out and ask questions we should be we should be able to feel comfortable asking questions and we should be confident in our struggle it is a struggle it's not easy
0: what kind of, uh, like, what is your mo- most major form of concern or, like, when people reach out to you, what are, what are they seeking
1: help with and guidance? I think the one of the biggest is the exhaustion and the overwhelm. Mm-hmm. Where do I start? Um, my child is, usually the child is not behaving the way they want, or they're not getting the response they want, or they're worried that their child isn't progressing, Um and um or the school is calling and they're getting emails from the school what do i do Um, so it's this kind of overwhelm of not knowing where to start or um, using the tools you think are right using the tools that uh, maybe uh, you think were used by your parents but they don't necessarily aren't really working. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, but it's not working. And the fact is, is that you're, you're not your child. Your child is a different personality and all you need is some extra tools in your toolbox just to um, make it work just in a different way. You know, we had a lot of time out when we were, um, you know, in the past or just different kinds of, punishment strategies that's what i see a lot is parents are thinking should i do these punishments should i be grounding should i be taking things away and it it works temporarily but it doesn't work in the long run so we have to look for different strategies you're right
0: yeah sometimes we always focus on corrective action as opposed to encouragement or uh, leading by example. Right. Throwing the right. positive aspects of things and hopefully they would emulate. And sometimes it takes not just one try, just like you said, you know, being surprised that a child said thank you without you reminding them of that uh, and, and recognizing that fact. Uh, so thank you. Thank you so much. If people would love to connect
1: and uh, learn more about you, where would they go? Um, they should go to my website. www.theparentaledge.com. That's my business, The Parental Edge. I have a newsletter that comes out monthly that gives, uh, I talk about um, issues that I see are very common and give uh, solutions and tips. And it just ends up in your email once a month um, for you to read. It's short. So, because I keep it short because I know people don't just have a lot of time to read a lot, but I would encourage people to sign up for the newsletter so that you can get um, just tips and ideas and strategies that give a lot of different kinds of strategies that maybe match your child.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. And we will include everything in episode notes, all the links so that people can connect directly with you. It's been a pleasure to have you. And any final words?
1: Um, uh, I think that parents are the most amazing people in the world. And you should be proud of yourself for all of your accomplishments. And I'm so happy to have been invited to be here and be able to help parents.
0: Yes. Thank you. It was a pleasure to have you. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and knowledge. And I love the services that you provide because Parenting is challenging and we often find ourselves alone and hitting our head against the wall. So thank you for providing that service and being that outlet for parents who seek answers. Thank you for coming on and sharing your wisdom.
1: Well, thank you. It was a pleasure.
0: If you like this episode please share with somebody who would benefit. You can leave comments, topic suggestions, and add your reviews on Apple Podcasts. It also helps greatly when you download the episode. If you feel lost, emotionally hurt after divorce and want to rediscover who you are, you don't have to do it alone. Join our community on Facebook, Limitless Women, Self Love mindset and support for relationships where we hold trainings and various events to help you thrive and become happy again because life after divorce is possible and can even be great if no one told you today i want you to know that i love you and believe in you because you are limitless